What's up guys, Rick here to break down everything about the Travelers Championship and DFS, but first, we have to talk about last week's RBC Heritage because it was an absolutely massive win for the community. I was getting screenshots all night, basically of everyone who had Webb Simpson outright tickets, everyone who won on DraftKings. And I do want to recognize at least some of the guys that sent me screenshots or notes because it was a big one and we have to celebrate our wins uh, because it's a lot of fun. We'll try to do it again this week at the Travelers. But first, um, let me just shout out a couple of guys here. Uh, Jed Tiffany took down the $150 single entry on FanDuel. Bobby Gordon, uh, pick six Island. No, I'm sorry. Bobby Gordon and Miles both had web outright tickets. Pick six Island took second in the FanDuel Eagle, which is the 400K guaranteed. Um, now I, I've got some other ones here. Steven Small turned his $12 into $28. Paul Murphy turned his $1 into $40. That's a pretty good ROI. Christian Anderson won $105. These are getting progressively bigger. You see where we're going here. Michael won $230. That was a Web 28-1 to 1 outright ticket. Russ Bus won 250. That was a FanDuel lineup. Josh Northcutt turned his $68 into $272. Keith O'Neill, I didn't see how much he was in for, but out for 323 on DraftKings. Brando turned his 17 into 373. We're already at $373, and we've got a lot more to go. You see where this is headed here. Uh, Mark Tishner turned his 70 into 660. He had various Webb Simpson outrights, top fives, top tens. Corey Eastman turned his $10 into $1,300. And $23. Josiah Blevins, who I think also plays in my video game league, uh, turned his $60 into $1,680 thanks to a web ticket. CMV turned his $71 into $2,000 thanks to a web ticket. TJ, my buddy TJ from the Slack channel, uh, $300 into $2420. Enjoy the extra honeymoon spending money, my man. Power Fade won the driving range three entry max for 10 grand. We still have more to come. That's a five figure score. We still have more to come because Michael Kimmy turned his $61 into $15,000. By finishing third in the 400,000 400, Eagle on FanDuel. So I think we had in the community second place and third place in that same contest for this week. Travis Miles won the 25 grand uh, to first drive the green. A few other great lineups turned his 210 into 27,964. And if we stopped right there, it would have been a community win of $62,779 of just what was sent to me. Just screenshots, just tweets, just emails that were sent to me. And then Nate Knox goes out and wins the Millie Maker. A million dollars. Unbelievable. Congratulations, Nate. Congratulations, everyone. This was a massive community win i'm glad we were all on it um i hope you know through this restart it's been really really good for for two weeks we are going to try to keep the momentum going 
Uh, everything that I'm going to show you in this video is on rickrungood.com, which you can go sign up all the tools. I have a couple of winners that I drew for month access to rickrungood.com. Those winners are Detroit What and I'm Braden. I've reached out to both of you about getting you set up. If you would like to uh, join rickrungood.com, be a part of this this great community that we have going that is seeing a lot of success right now um i'll give away a couple of of couple of months for free there are two ways to enter that drawing uh, here on the youtube channel if you're watching the video make sure you like the like this video make sure you're subscribed make sure you hit that little bell uh, I just learned about this. That little bell notification, it'll let you know when a new video is up. A lot of the stuff that we do so timely, right? There's only a couple days before lock. You want to be able to see it as soon as it comes out, especially for bets, because you want to make sure you get the best number possible. Um, so subscribe, like the video, comment below with who is going to win the Travelers Championship. The other way, a lot easier way to win. Uh, not as many of you enter this way. Uh, leave a five-star rating and review on my podcast. It is called 300 Yards to Unknown. It is the audio feed for this YouTube channel, plus a few extra things. Uh, so you can search for 300 Yards to Unknown. You can search for Rick Run Good, or the link is in the description, of course. That is another way to enter five-star rating and review. Say something nice about the show. Leave me your preferably Twitter handle so I can get a hold of you uh, if you win. Wow. Unbelievable, scorching, hot week for the community. I almost, I could barely sleep last night after that event, uh, but we've got work to do. We're going to look ahead to the Travelers Championship, and we're going to jump into it right now. Oh, man, I am still amped up from, uh, from all of those winners. Awesome to see. Uh, here's the course key stats for this week and uh, a very small but powerful change that I made here. Uh, you can now go check out any tournament that you want. You don't have to wait until that week. You can go see what the uh, correlated stats are every single week, what the most important ones are. If you are new, this is a regression model, which is just a fancy way of saying that I go back and I look at a dozen years of data when it's available, of course, and we have great data for TPC River Highlands. I compare how golfers did in every stat category on tour for that season and then how they did at every course during that season. And we essentially build profiles of golfers that are finding success uh, based on their skill sets at every single course. So what you're seeing here at the Travelers Championship, TPC River Highlands, the most important of the common stats is strokes gained off the tee. Only nine other courses is strokes gained off the tee more important. Strokes gained approach 24th out of 50, which means it's basically a middle-of-the-road course um, in terms of the, of, of the correlation model. Now, the eye test would tell you strokes gained approach is probably more important than that, but the model is telling us that it is slightly more important than the tour average. Um, this is a week where, so we are still in this stretch of golf where three short courses in a row, you know, Colonial, anybody can win. Harbortown, we saw that leaderboard. You don't have to be long off the tee. Anybody can win. This is Travelers. It's, you know, it's RB, uh, TPC River Highlands, excuse me. 
6,800 yards, par 70, uh, very short course. Uh, the only defense around here is the pin placement, so I expect this to be another birdie fest unless they get, you know, 20-mile-an-hour winds or something like that. Uh, you can unleash the Kraken, as Bryson says, a little bit more at TPC River Highlands. You can you can use the driver. Uh, you can put yourself in, in some pretty good positions and turn this into a, a, a pitch and putt. Uh, but still, a lot of different ways to win here. Ches Reeve has won here. Obviously, Bubba Watson has won three times. Those guys could not be any more different. Uh, so it is it is kind of fun to see. But we're, we're definitely in that swing of golf that uh, almost anyone can win, but we're getting out of it. We're, we're kind of getting back towards, um, you know, strokes gained off the tee is going to be critically important. Bombers are going to have more of an advantage. So this is kind of... I don't want to say it's the last week, but we're, we're trending out of this. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's go to strokes gained off the tee. If that is our most important stat for this week, well, who is great at it? Obviously, Bryson. We know all the work that he's done. Gains 1.1 stroke per round off the tee. Only him and Cameron Champ average a positive one stroke off the tee per round. Cameron Champ, on the other hand, uh, pretty terrible in every other category. He's average on approach. He's below average on around the green, and he is a, a tiny hair below average uh, in strokes gained putting. So Bryson, on the other hand, not only does he gain a stroke off the tee, but he gains a whole nother stroke in the other three, uh, the other three categories combined. So he is an absolute stud. Sergio Garcia is here. Sergio Garcia is eighty five hundred dollars. Obviously, one of the best ball strikers on the planet. Uh, let me show you this from last week. I'm going to pull up the live leaderboard. This leaderboard updates every 15 minutes throughout the golf tournament from Thursday to Sunday. It is absolutely free. If you're not using this, you are probably wasting money. Like this is not only great to watch and see what, how many DraftKings points everyone has, what their salary was, what their strokes gained are, what their tournament position is. Not only is it great for that, this tool makes me so much money from betting matchups, round-by-round round matchups, because you can sort by every single round. So if you're not using this, probably pretty silly of you. But my point being, uh, if you sort by strokes gained T to green, Sergio Garcia led the field in strokes gained T to green last week, 13.8 of them. Lost three strokes putting. In fact, it was way worse than that before Sunday. He was down 4.8 strokes on the greens on Sunday. He did gain 1.8 um, in that final round. But that that was like to, to have this many strokes gain T to green to lose that many putting and still finish T5 is really impressive. And now that you now you go to a place that really um, I don't I don't want to say appeals, but yeah, appeals to his skill set. So we'll go back here. Uh, John Rahm off the tee. He's fourth on this list. Rory McIlroy, he's fifth. Johnny Vegas is sixth, $6,700. Uh, played well last week. I think he finished T17 in a really stacked field at Harbor Town. Uh, that's a really good skill set if you're if you're interested for for Johnny Vegas. And then I will show you the ball strikers uh, before we jump over to the cheat sheet here or the the approach guys. Uh, Mark Leishman actually leads the field in strokes gained approach. He does not have as many rounds as someone like a Colin Morikawa who is uh, second on this list. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is third. We'll talk about him in a second. Justin Thomas is fourth. Oh, by the way, Webb Simpson, your newest champion on the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's fifth too. Uh, so a lot of really good names here. We'll, we'll talk through some of these guys, but not a lot of these are surprises. So let's jump over to the cheat sheet.
There are six golfers over $10,000 led by Rory McIlroy, $10,002, which I think has got to be the lowest price. I think he was 11 8 uh, at Colonial. I think he was 11 6, 11 4 last week, 11 2 now. Uh, his worst two finishes in recent memory. You know, I, he, he's played well for like 80% of those rounds, but the, the, like the two rounds that kind of derailed him have been, have been pretty poor. Um, all right, let's just get this out there. I, I um, I, I think Bryson's going to win this week. <laughs> um, I, I really like Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas is trending in a, in a big way. He, he's finally found something. Justin Thomas is 10,008. The guy was running hot. The first two weeks of the year, he he felt like nothing was going right for him. Finally, on Sunday, the lid came off off the hole. He started to make some putts. I, I love Justin Thomas, but Bryson. What Bryson's doing is crazy, okay? So he goes third at Colonial, eighth at Harbortown. I've said this. I feel like I've said this two dozen times. Those courses should not work for him. They shouldn't. And he still finished one stroke out of the playoff at Colonial and played basically well enough outside of one round, which I'll talk about in a second, at the Heritage, still finished eighth there. Ninth at this event two years ago, eighth last year. Obviously a course that he likes. It's a course that should allow him to open it up a little bit more than he was able to at Harbortown. Like, the, the, the gut feeling says... I think Bryson's going to win this. Like, he's dying to break through. I, I think this is the week. Let me show you one more thing on Bryson. Um, if we go and look at his strokes gained from last week, and I want to go by round here. So let's go to Bryson. We'll go by round. Okay, this round right here. His third round at the RBC Heritage. I think he shot a 71? 70. Okay, shot a 70, which was, uh, that's even, no, that's one under. He was one under. Now, if you remember, the scoring from last week was bonkers. If you were one under, you were losing shots to the field, like literally two or three shots to the field, depending on the day. And Saturday's scoring uh, average was really, really low, and Bryson did not take advantage. That round, he lost one stroke off the tee. And one stroke on approach. You can see he's not lost in both of those categories since the third round of the Shriners. It was 27 rounds ago. Uh, obviously, it's it's post-transformation. Uh, but like, it just rarely does he ever lose in both of those categories in a single round. So what I'm what I'm saying is. Feels like a feels like his eighth place finish last week was basically his floor. Uh, you know, that round was one of the worst we've had in, in recent memory, 27 rounds, and he still finishes in a tie for eighth. Like that's a great sign. That's a great sign. So I just feel like he's like, he's going to win this week. Um, really good signs from, from Brooks. Uh, Brooks did it off the tee. He led the field and strokes gained off the tee last week. I don't know if I will roster all that much of him, but certainly, certainly like him. Uh, Patrick Cantlay. Let's talk about Patrick Cantlay. He's $9,800. He remember, uh, underwent a procedure to repair a deviated septum after the Genesis. So he was already planning to sit out for a couple, I think like two months, I think he was planning on sitting out. We get the shutdown that, that extends it. So we have not seen him since what? Mid February. That was the Genesis. I was there. I think it was mid February. Yeah. Um, but his last two starts 11th at Pebble 17th at Genesis, 
Um, back-to-back 15th place finishes here at TPC River Highlands. This, like, Cantley's a, a very, very good approach player. Uh, gains in all four of the major strokes gain categories. Like, I like I don't know. We, we have to decide, like, this whole rust, you know, first start back thing. But Cantley's 9800 bucks. He should be a perfect fit for River Highlands. Um, the $9,000 range, this is pretty stacked here. This is probably where, where GPPs, um, get, get, get one quite frankly, because you've got guys like Abraham answer trying to decide if he's going to be able to continue his great play. Um, one would think, I mean, the guy hit all 18 greens on Sunday, tried to steal that away from Webb before Webb just put his, put his foot down and said, I'm going to take this now. Um, answer competes in all the biggest fields. Love him. Morikawa is there, you know, don't forget about him, you know, comes off a, a really disappointing playoff loss to Daniel Berger two weeks ago, still makes the cut last week, kind of dwindles around, finishes 64th. He's still there. One of the best ball strikers on the planet. Justin Rose still trending like Justin Rose. We've talked about this. It looks like he flipped the switch going back to the Taylor mate, like looks like old Justin Rose uh, DJ trending in the right direction. Xander looked a little out of it since the, the, uh, the tough loss at at Colonial. So I don't know. I think you could go a lot of different places here. Uh, preferably. I, I probably like backing answer again. I probably like Rose again. I, I, I couldn't blame you for anything here. What I could blame you for, and this, this might backfire. Um, I don't think I'll have that much Bubba Watson and, and I get it right. Like there are certain times a year, there are Bubba tracks and this certainly is a Bubba track. He's won here three times, most notably two years ago. Uh, obviously loves this place and he's coming in like, okay, he finished 52nd last week. Not great. Um, but like seventh at the, at colonial, uh, he had an 18th at, at Mexico, but he missed the cut at API had a third at waste management, but missed the cut at Genesis. I I guess what I'm saying is if this guy's going to be 25% owned or whatever, and we'll see as, you know, as, the week goes on. I'll update the projected ownership in, on the on the site here. Um, a little too early to tell at the moment, but if he's going to be twenty five percent owned, you know, consistency has never been a key attribute of Bubba Watson's game. So it's hard to to stomach rostering a guy who's going to eat up this huge. It's going to be a vacuum, a vacuum of ownership when he is just as likely to disappoint and miss the cut as he is to like win the golf tournament. So um, that's kind of my, my feel on, on Bubba. So game theory wise, I will probably not have too much of him. Uh, Paul Casey, 8,900. He's also making his first start uh, since the shutdown. Unbelievable course record here. I mean, the outside of Bubba, this is probably the best run. Uh, He's got second place finishes in 15 and 18. He's got fifth place finishes in 17 and 19. I mean, the guy's just all over the top five. So I don't I don't know how worried you are about that whole factor about his first start, but looks really good. Um, Sung JM, let's talk about him. We already talked about Sergio. Let's talk about Sung J eighty six. Let me show you something here. I was uh, I was going through my tools earlier, and I'm on the strokes gained uh, database here. I'm going to go by tournament, and I'm going to go by Sung JM, and I'm going to sort by his worst ever putting rounds because the guy lost four point four strokes putting last week at. Harbortown and missed the cut. So I was like, is that his worst? That's got to be his worst event ever. Sure enough, it is his second worst event ever. 2019 
RBC Heritage. He lost 3.7 strokes putting. Those two rounds together, I thought I had this in my notebook somewhere. Here it is. Those two rounds together account for 31% of all of his strokes gained loss putting. Two rounds, same course. So the argument here is that for whatever reason, Sung J.M. does not like those greens at Harbortown, can't read them, can't figure it out, had his worst performance ever, and there's probably no chance that happens again. That's the argument to be made about Sung J.M. and buying back in on him. That is the exact type of profile of a guy that I would like to buy in on. Uh, a little bit lower here, uh, sub 8,000. JT Poston, he's playing well back-to-back top 10s, but he's got three straight missed cuts here. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, I think, eats up a lot of the ownership here. 7,900. We saw the absolute flirt. I mean, what do you go? 63 Saturday, 65 on Sunday to finish fifth. And quite frankly, if he doesn't bogey 17, I think it was, um, we, we might be talking about we might be talking about him being the champion or him being in a playoff or him like we I don't, like it was a really great weekend for Joaquin Neiman. In fact, let's just do this. Let's look at the weekend numbers, which is one thing I really like to do. Let's look at strokes gained tee to green for the weekend. Yeah, there he is. Joaquin Neiman led the field in strokes gained tee to green on the weekend. Abraham answer second. Daniel Berger, Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose, Webb Simpson round out the top six. So I guess where I'm going with this is um, he's going to eat up a lot of that ownership because of last week and because the only time he's played here at TPC River Highlands is a fifth place finish. I will probably get my fair share of Neiman, but I'm not super excited to be overweight and to have a lot more than everyone else. Uh, The reason for that is the same as Bubba, but Neiman's excuse is he's 21 years old and he's super volatile. Um, it's about consistency, you know, outside of, you know, before the shutdown, Neiman missed the cut at three straight Genesis. He missed the cut at Honda. He missed the cut at API that that's well within the range of outcomes. So like, yes, embrace the upside, understand the upside, understand the floor as well. Uh, top of the 78s is pretty interesting. You know, Victor Hovland is here again. Uh, these are slightly bigger greens. They're about 5,000 square feet compared to the 3,700. Uh, second smallest greens on tour that we saw at Harbortown last week. So for a guy who cannot get up and down, like Victor Hovland cannot, he's told us that. Literally his quote after winning the Puerto Rico Open was, I suck at chipping. <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, obviously a little bit a little bit bigger greens probably help him. Uh, still now has back-to-back top 25s. Uh, I have no problem investing there. Scotty Scheffler's interesting, 76. There's two guys at 76 here. So Scheffler... Uh, someone I, I liked a lot last week before we got that early WD, he was in the field and then, you know, I think on Tuesday withdrew. The only thing I'll say about Scotty is that uh, he almost always outperforms his finishing position with DraftKings points because he makes so many birdies. He will make a lot of bogeys as well, but uh, the the disproportionate scoring that benefits uh, birdie makers uh, certainly helps Scotty Scheffler. Brian Harmon is interesting. Brian Harmon's 7,600 as well, and I got to tell you, I'm not a huge Brian Harmon fan, but 28th last week, 23rd at Colonial, and he has a great record here at TPC River Highlands. He finished 3rd in 2015, he finished 6th in 18, 8th in 2019. I'm not thrilled, but I will say this, in the same vein of guys like 
um, Daniel Berger, who I've 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 said I like this about, and guys like Abraham Answer. Brian Harmon gained strokes in all four major categories this season. That's a big deal, guys. It's a big deal. It's proven itself to be a big deal because you're not relying on just one skill set to get you around the course. Bottom of the 7,000s, not really all that excited to play anybody. Um, I mean, Ryan Palmer finds a way to pop up, but uh, I'm not thrilled. Uh, Max Homa had a little bit of a better week last week, but we're still kind of looking for him to return to that form that we saw pre-shutdown. Um, I, I don't, I, I probably won't play him, but like, this is probably your last chance to play Furick uh, for a while. He's an even $7,000. He is, this is where he shot that 58. Okay. This is where he shot that 58. The only 58 on, on PGA in PGA tour history. Unfortunately, he missed the cut last week, which should have been a perfect fit for him. Um, throwing it out there. This is your last chance. If you want to plan under 7,000. Oh boy. Um, we got to get a little creative here. So I think Doc Redman at 67 is interesting. Let's go to the live leaderboard. I'm going to sort uh, by the last three rounds, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because Redman started out uh, really poor on Thursday. Redman is fourth in this field in strokes gained tee to green when you combine Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the final three rounds of this event behind only Abraham Answer, Sergio Garcia, and Joaquin Neiman. Doc Redman's there. Doc Redman um, makes a lot of birdies. Again, he can go south in a hurry, but that's legit upside, or at least scoring upside, from a guy who is 6,700. Matthew Neesmith, I know, will be popular again. Um, he's now currently, you know, we did this with Zach Sucher. Sucher I forget how he pronounces it. Um, you know, we, we, we get these... Um, darlings these these community darlings and and neesmith is that guy right now he kind of should be i mean he's 6600 he's fine he's a very like pretty average player on the pga tour maybe slightly better than average t to green um now has made the cut i think in 10 of his last 11 starts worldwide 33rd last week 49th the previous week that missed cut that he that uh, the one out of 11 was, was API before the, the end of, of the break there. Um, or the start of the break, excuse me. So I get it right. When you're at 6,600, you're really only asking him to make the cut. Now I will keep, obviously I'll, I'll update the, the projected ownership as the week goes on, because I don't like to get chalky $6,600 guys. They are chalky for a reason. Um, or I'm sorry, I didn't mean that they are inexpensive for a reason. Right. Like if, if Neesmith was a lot better, he'd be 8,600, not 6,600. So I hate to be on the popular guy who's like long-term skill sets, probably not that great. I'd rather just take flyers down here. And then if some, one of these guys hits and I have them at 1%, I'd probably prefer that. So I get the Neesmith stuff, but it's going to be hard to roster him as he gets over like, I don't know, 10 or 12%. It's, it's going to be hard. Um, Below him, that's probably it, man. Lonto continues to struggle. Actually, I do want to look up Lonto's uh, second round last week because I thought it was better. It was. Okay, he um, gained nearly a shot and a half on approach. 1.3 T to green. He was really bad in round one again. Yeah, round one he lost two on approach, three in putting. So I still like Lonto. Uh, maybe not this week. At least we got a little bit of a sign from him on um, on Friday. I mean, he went four under on Friday. 
He was already out of it by then. But at least there was a little bit of something there that maybe we'll just keep an eye on for another week and see if Lonto can uh, kind of bounce back into that form where we were, he was plug and play. He was plug and play below 7,000, not so much anymore. All right, um, that's probably it. Daniel Berger withdrew, unfortunately. Really loved the way he was setting up. Uh, he he WD'd, so he's not going to play this week. He's going to take the week off. That would have been cool to see him to see him play here. That would have been a good, uh, a pretty good fit for him. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it. I mean, guys, really proud of you for the week you had last week. Um, thanks for sending everything my way. Really appreciate it. Glad so many of us could could be a part of it. Also, um, I will have uh, a betting one and done preview out later in the week. Make sure you look for that. I made some pretty cool updates to the betting tools, so you'll want to be a part of that. So uh, keep an eye out for that later in the week. But yeah, tweet me. At Rick Rungood, let me know how things are going. Let me know who you like this week. Best of luck. Later.